Welcome to the Truly Amazing Women Show on the Incandescent Radio Network, the voice of entrepreneurs. In each episode of the show, we shine a spotlight on the women who are making strides and changing lives. Hello, friends. Welcome to today's episode of the Truly Amazing Women Show. I'm Hope Katz Gibbs, your host and founder of Incandescent Incorporated, the PR and publishing company dedicated to helping women-owned businesses glow and grow. Thank you so much for being with us today for we have an exceptional guest on the show, psychotherapist Sylvia Stimitzer. Hello, Sylvia. Hello, Hope. Well done. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited you're here because this summer we're going to launch your show on the Incandescent Radio Network, Soul Action. It will include amazing guided meditations that will open your heart, engrade your mind, body, spirit, and soul. And you are just so amazing. I have had the honor of knowing Sylvia for almost a year. She was my teacher at Body Mechanics School of Massage, and she taught us ethics and psychology of the body. And it was just amazing. And she's become a dear friend. So I'm thrilled to introduce you to this truly amazing woman. So let's get started. Uh, Sylvia, tell us about yourself. You started your career as a massage therapist before becoming a psychotherapist. So tell us about that path. Yes. And I want to make this, you know, sweet and short. Uh, Basically, my passion all my life was the body or is the body, Um, the body and people. And the funny thing is that I am basically also scared of people, (laughs) but I love people. I love the body. And so that's how I started out as a massage therapist. As you know, Hope, uh, in massage school, we learn a lot about the body. And um, it's such a miracle. And it's such a gift. I mean, without the body, we are nothing. And the body, I want to say that with great respect for people who are experiencing uh, illness and troubles with their body, uh, it's still the greatest gift we have. It is our vehicle, our temple in this life. So I want to say to love the body is my is one of my goals in life. Even if it gives me pain or if it doesn't function the way I think it should, I want to honor this incredible, miraculous system that moves us around that lets us talk and feel and um, do things. Yes, quite the vehicle we have at our disposal every day. And they teach us in massage school, you know, as we're being tested and tested and tested about what we're putting in our heads, you know, you have this cheat sheet, (laughs) right? You've got your scapulas and your shoulder girdle and and it's a beautiful thing. But let's talk about your work as a psychotherapist, which also is so impressive and enchanting to me. And talk a little bit about some of the modalities that you use that I've found really helpful, art therapy and uh, psychodrama. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it comes back to the passion for the body. And I call my work uh, on my website, uh, psychotherapy with the body in mind. 
because, I mean, it's not a big stretch to know what I'm going to say now, is our emotions and thoughts and behaviors are actually physiologically and physically based. So there is no separation in our makeup between the body and the mind. And we are talking about mind, body, body, mind in one word. Emotions are not like an elusive something coming upon us. They originate within our nervous system, within our cells, and they are very physical. So we can work with our emotions in a physical way to understand them physically first in the body. However, and then it is important to make meaning out of them. And that's what um, Eugene Gendling, who was also Austrian, I'm Austrian, Eugene Gendling had to emigrate and flee the Nazis in, from Vienna in the 30s. And he came to America. I don't know where he ended up, but he was a professor, amazing person. And he talked about, he created that coin, uh, he coined the term felt sense. I think people know about that, the felt sense of. And he defined it as the raw, direct experiencing of the body sensation and of an event. So let me say this again. He defines it as the raw, direct experiencing of the body that experiences a situation or a memory before we put words to it. So that is that felt sense of. However, then he also goes on to say, then with mindful attention, we can create meaning from that experience. And so that's the integration, right? And that's a lifelong adventure. Absolutely, absolutely. And part of that adventure really is going deeper in and you use psychodrama, right? Yes. And I've had the opportunity to explore yeah. that experience. Yeah. And also yeah. art therapy to access stuff that's sort of, that's yes. stuff that we can't quite yes. understand. Talk a little bit about, about that. Yes, yeah. so psychodrama is, is a dynamic group process and psychodrama means soul in action and i think that's why i basically maybe i don't want to say stole but got my name for soul action because i'm a passionate psychodramatist it was put into life by an, a man named um, jacob moreno who also lived in vienna at the time of freud he was a contemporary of freud and there is a little story, of course, we don't know if it's totally true, but that they two met and then that Moreno was supposed to have said to Freud, you, oh God, you analyze people's dreams and I encourage people to live their dreams, something like that. Uh, so, but psychodrama comes from, from theater, improvisation. The, the big deal is spontaneity and creativity in the sense that um, how we can access that. And it uses the body and role play and action to concretize, to bring out into the world our inner experiences so we can look at them. And that goes hand in glove with, you know, with the interpersonal neuro neurobiology now, the newest science that we need the body to understand what's happening. And the other thing that I absolutely love that you taught us in school, you, the first day you came in and you brought 
your scarf collection. And then we made a sculpture about our, it was just so fantastic. I immediately fell in love with you. And yeah. then throughout that, you took the scarves, a green one, a yellow one, and a red one in a stoplight. And you explained how the nervous system works. So that that is a traffic light. And that, what, that is um, the brainchild of Dr. Stephen Porches. He created, put into being the polyvagal theory uh, after decades of dedicated research. He's a, he's a scientist. So he put that image into being with the nervous system in the sense, so we understand this, you know, everybody knows a traffic light. There is the, the red, the yellow, and the green. And this is how our, our nervous system works. The red is, it's an evolutionary developed uh, system. We have to turn it around too, because it has a predictable pattern. So when you have the green, the yellow, and the red, the green is this, is the, it's a lot of words, uh, ventral vagus state of being in a nervous system. That means I'm okay with myself at this moment. If the nervous system picks up some danger, it goes immediately into the yellow, which means fight flight and a sympathetic nervous system state. And then if that, if the nervous system decides this doesn't keep me safe, I cannot fight my way out of here. I cannot run away then the nervous system automatically goes into the shutdown, which is the red zone. It's called the dorsal vagus state where we collapse, where we feel helpless and hopeless, where we basically the nervous system, not consciously, but the nervous system prepares, shuts down our body. So that is that metaphor of the traffic light. Why, you know, it, in life it's red, yellow and green is because that's how it was developed the red was the first 500 million years ago the only way to survive was to feign death then with the appearance of the mammals we they figured out that they can fight they can punch they can run and with the appearance of the primates the pre-middle pre-middle frontal cortex the middle prefrontal cortex was developed and um also the way that we have choices we can interact we can negotiate we can um we have choices that came also only with that you know development of the primates and then the humans of course so that's i don't know if that made any sense yeah it makes perfect sense i love it i use it all the time i uh, i'm constantly going you know which zone am i in i'm going yes oh so wonderful yeah and we go that's so good what you bring up hope of course we we as humans and mammals everyone actually uh, every every being goes through these nervous states constantly throughout day, the day. There's always a reason to be alert or more or less, or you have to be activated in order even to play or to engage. There's a bit of a sympathetic activation in mental health or, yes, I can say that the goal is to have a resilient, flexible nervous system so that we can show up for the demands of our lives, which in these days is very demanding, I think, you know. Very demanding. Yeah in so many ways and like you teach the only thing we can control is our response to yes. what's going on outside of us right when accessing it through our therapy and also something that you've shared with me is you know before your brain can can get a handle you know can take you somewhere else you get a handle on it 
yes. like, have some kind of gesture so that yes. your system, you know, your fight or flight sympathetic or doesn't take over and you don't fall into that lump of, you know, red goo on the floor. Yes, beautifully said, Hope. And I think the handle was actually your gesture, right? And there is that's a, such a good reminder to have images too uh, of these certain states, you know, when to remember, as you just said, yes, I am activated now. I'm scared. I mean, this is the, the self-knowing process, really. Well, you know, I'm scared. And then to have a breath, maybe. And it it sounds very simple. And sometimes it is simple, but it takes a lot of practice and a lot of awareness. It's a lot of work, really. But it's worth it. To not be freaked out. At, you know. Yes, to take care of ourselves and our well-being as best as we can. And we do need help. We need each other and you know, we do have that. It's not um, only us, us, but to connect and learn from each other is a big one in the nervous system. Yes, well, let's talk a little bit about that. Just a few more questions, and then I want you to take us on a guided meditation yes. because we are introducing your new Amazing Soul Action Show on Incandescent Radio, which will, you know, short but really powerful meditations, and you are like my favorite guided meditation expert. <laughs> So, oh my God, that is very, very, uh, what, what do I say? Uh, I feel very honored when you say that. Please, other questions you have. Just a couple. Um, tell us, so you grew up in Austria and one of the things I love about you is, you know, I feel like I'm talking to Freud. I love your accent. I love your accent. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me if, uh, you know, how you got here. How did you get from Austria to Santa Fe? And yes. So people can know a little bit about your background. Yes. Okay. So um, as I said, I wrote about this a lot of <laughs> many times. I had the opportunity. I went to Southwestern College to get my uh, master's in counseling. And I uh, graduated there in 2006. Uh, and there was sometimes a question, what brought you Santa Fe? And I always say that coming here saved my life. <laughs> it's very dramatic, but it's the truth for me. So I said in, in, you know, I was following my heart and soul. That is all I can say. And it was difficult because I'm, um, I always was a good girl and I was the first born in my family. Uh, and there's a tradition, it's changing a little bit, but Austria is, you know, there's the first born has a lot of expectations. I think in every culture, maybe you know, un, unconsciously or consciously. And so the, the, the unconscious and conscious expectation of Austria is that the firstborn takes over the family business. And then the others can do more or less what they want, the other siblings. Um, and so that was put on me and, and my, fam my family had two hotels. And they were very successful and it was expected for me to take them over. And I was good at this. I'm a, I'm a service person. I, I love people. I'm scared of people. It goes together. Uh, so long story short, I just couldn't do it. And I had to leave. And this was dramatic uh, to disappoint my parents. And I think that's part of a journey often is the separation to really on our our calling and i had to go i had to put an ocean between me and my family even though there is a lot of love so i made it and i santa fe is my home it's my my soul home i found my tribe here that's beautiful it's yeah 
Talk a little bit about Santa Fe and you've been here for decades. How has it changed? Um, and how has the world changed from a psychotherapy perspective as well? So we can pull these two con concepts together. Yes. So when I came, it was like a fairy land. Um, I, I arrived in January 89 and it was snowing. And I, I met a German a person, a man from Germany, and he brought me to Chimayo on the first, second day I arrived here. And I thought I've been transported to a different planet. I just came straight from Vienna, basically. Uh, it was super different. <laughs> but I fell in love with this place. And what I learned, what I felt here, I met people immediately of the healing arts. You know, I've, I, I met acupuncturists and massage therapists and, and seekers, people who were on their journey and sharing that. It's a, it's a harsh environment, I feel, from the climate here. And we, this year especially, you know, we all suffered with all this, with the fires and the loss of wildlife and oh my God, all of that. But all in all, it's, we are very high up. It's uh, 7,200 feet. So there's a different, I feel it's a different climate and it's harsh, it shows everything in the sense of we are forced, that's my experience, forced to live from within. There's not much distraction here. And it's a beautiful sky, but it's demanding on the psyche. It's a powerful place. And it has changed, like everything in the world. Uh, lots of people come from everywhere because it's a beautiful place. That's all I want to say for now. <laughs> and there were a lot of artists when I came, you know, they, they, and they have to move away because they cannot afford it anymore. Painters, sculptures, all of that. Yes, the world is changing, which is why we need your guided meditation so that we can stay grounded and stay in that green zone of our parasympathetic nervous yes. system. Yes. So would okay. you do us the honor of taking us on a guided meditation? Yes, we can do that. For um, um, Yes, absolutely. So, so dear Hope and everyone who is listening, maybe ah, we can have a nice exhale and find a comfortable seat. So if you are seated, let the chair support your body. Just feel your buttocks on the chair. Feel your spine and your back held by the back of your chair. And allow your arms to be held by the chair. And allow for a moment to leave the external world outside. Turn inward. And notice what's happening in your body right now. Again, there's nothing to do just to be and to receive, to receive what's happening in your body right now. Notice if there are any emotions present at this time. Thoughts. Feelings. Sensations. Gently, kindly. Rest your attention on your breath as it is flowing in and out 
without any of your willful effort, without any of your conscious attention really, it gently rises and falls. So allow yourself for this moment to luxuriate in the tender exquisiteness of your breath. Luxuriate in the beauty of your breath, the texture, the rhythm, and the sound of your breath. Maybe you can experience joy and pleasure in your breathing. Breath can calm our nervous system. It can also energize, which it does. And it can help heal our just by simply breathing. And now I invite you for one, two, or three breaths that you breathe with deep compassion for yourself. When you inhale, inhale with compassion for yourself. You can deeply inhale into your belly and then up into your diaphragm and all the way up into your heart with deep compassion for yourself. And then the exhale starts from the heart and lungs down to the diaphragm, into the belly and exhaling fully, emptying out the last drop of breath before the next inhale happens where you breathe with deep compassion for yourself. So maybe you do this one or two times on your own. Breathing with deep compassion for yourself. And if it's right for you, you can place a hand on your heart and one hand on your belly, or both hands on your heart, or both hands on your belly, however it feels right for you. Allow the warmth of your hands remind you to be compassionate with yourself. And very gently and kindly, you can allow your body to move yourself back into the outer world. 
maybe with a deeper connection to yourself after this very short breathing experience. I love it. And I don't want to break the. <laughs> so check back for more. Soulactionradio.com will take you directly to Sylvia's guided meditations. And you can watch this interview on trulyamazingwomen.tv and on incandescentradio.com. Thank you, dear Sylvia. Thank you, Hope. And thank you, everyone who is willing to consciously breathe and be compassionate with yourself. I think that's a big one. Especially now, especially yeah. <laughs> So here's yeah. the compassion. And here is to you. Thank you, Sylvia. We will just be excited to hear more. So thank you everyone for listening. Welcome yes. again to soulactionradio.com. I'm Hope Katz Gibbs, the founder of Incandescent Inc., a PR and publishing company dedicated to helping women and everyone grow and glow. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> That's it for today's episode of the Truly Amazing Women Show on the Incandescent Radio Network, the voice of entrepreneurs. If you're a truly amazing woman or know someone who is, don't hesitate to contact us. Simply log on to www.trulyamazingwomen.com and fill out the proposal form. We've profiled more than 250 women on the site who fit the bill of being truly amazing, and we look forward to honoring more. Who will be our next truly amazing woman? Tune in next week for a new episode on www.incandescentradio.com. Here's to your incredible, indelible success.